Mm-hmm. So how far can Larry Innes go? Where is the I, end I, I frame? Don't know I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see if one twenty-five is realistic or not. Well, welcome to the Happy Feet Podcast. I'm your host, Dave McMillan, here with my co-host, Cam Ultra Twa. Hello. And today's guest is Larry Innes. Hey, good morning, everyone. Hey, thanks for coming. My pleasure. Glad to have you here. Our first question, right off the bat, is when was your last run? Uh, Yesterday morning, between six and seven. That's early. (laughs) You know, the sun's up this time of year. You usually run in the mornings, don't you? Well, you know... Mornings are always my favorite time. Okay. Get out, greet the sun. You know, a little harder in the winter, but uh, you know, it's, it's a good way to start the day. You know, get your brain all fired up, and uh, you know, after you've done that, the rest of your day is easy. Yeah. I agree. Well, I, I don't run too much in the morning, but I, I like to think I agree. <laughs> <laughs> in theory, yeah. <laughs> it is hard to pull out a run at the end of the day. That's for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so. definitely. After you've uh, you know sat at a desk or whatever it is that you do, and uh, you're all beat out, it's like yeah, I'd rather drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I know right now with COVID, there's it's hard to get any race plans booked. But do you have anything coming up? Yeah, so theoretically, we should have the uh, the bubble with the Yukon for the summer. So uh, the Reckless Raven is uh, a fifty miler at. Uh, basically does a big circle of the ridges on the white horse. And, uh, quite hilly, lots of elevation. Yeah, basically you, uh, you run out of town, you start the ski club, you get up on the ridges and uh, basically run in the ridge line and then drop back down through Fish Lake and then come back into, uh, into white horse town. Wow. Have you done that one before? Yeah, so I did that a couple of years ago and it was, uh, it was a little too much that year. It was, uh, 30 degrees and they had a really bad fire year. So oh, the air quality sucked. That really and, makes a difference. Uh, oh, you know, I, it was at checkpoint, I don't know, 11 of 14, and the guy in front of me collapsed. And I'm like, you know, that's going to be me. <laughs> and I'd rather punch at this checkpoint where I've got a chance of, uh, you know, rehydrating and, yeah. uh, you know, enjoying the rest of my day. It, it rather than getting off a ridge somewhere. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, wow. So... 80 kilometers, how, how much training goes into that? Oh, that's uh, or do you just months, it? yeah, that's months of training. Um, so I usually take February off and don't run. And okay. This is just, you know, it's running lore. It's like you should take a month off in the course of your year, in the course of your training, because, you know, your body will thank you for it. And, you know, as we get a little older, I find that, uh, you know, now that I'm on the, uh, it's the downward side of 50, um, it, uh, it makes a bit of a difference to, to take a month and you know ski and bike instead. Okay. And then uh, come March, I get serious again. You know, try to put. Uh, uh, you know, my average week is about forty to forty-five k, and then uh, you know you build from there. So by the time you're, you know, coming into the end of June, you're in race shape. How how far of a long run would you do? leading up to that? Well, I usually stack them, so uh, you know there's never enough time in the day to go out and do four-hour or five-hour run mm-hmm. so on the weekends I'll stack them and okay. uh, you know two hours on Saturday two hours on Sunday and you know however far you go yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's still a huge time commi- commitment That's, yeah. yeah definitely a time commitment but uh, it's, it's really good time it's what I find you know I listen to uh, podcasts audiobooks you know catch up on the news and 
yeah, you just kind of lose yourself in the trail or lose yourself uh, in, the, in the book, whichever uh, is more appealing at the moment. And, uh, nice. Yeah. And wh whereabouts, like in town, do you find the best spots to train? Or do you go just go everywhere? Well, whenever? I've, I've sort of got my, my routes. And uh, so I live in Old Town, so my, my typical is, you know, Old Town along the lake, up the Racket Club Hill, Circle Niven. And then uh, in the fall, when the ski comes a little drier, I'll just run trails in the ski club until I get dizzy. A okay. um, little harder in the spring when it's all wet, but uh, then I'll usually go out on the Ingram Trail and you know the the river and back, sort of a typical run for me. You're a big fan of the ravine at the. I love the ravine. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be good training for. Well, you need elevation, yeah, because right? yeah. both both of the ultras that I'm signed up for this year are serious elevation, so. The yellow, or sorry, the white horse, uh, reckless raven is I think two thousand meters or so over the course, and then there's a, another race in Quebec that I really quite like called the Harakana. So this year I'm going to do the one twenty five, and that's that one hundred twenty five kilometers. That's one hundred twenty five <laughs> kilometers, and it's uh, it's up in the Laurentians. It's up in uh, Malbaie, Bay Saint Paul area. How long would that take? Uh, I'm hoping to finish it in less than fourteen hours. Holy. Wow. You we'll did see. that before, too. But you I, did, I did the 80 kilometer? Yeah, I, I did the 65. So I've okay. done that a couple of times now. Okay. And uh, this year, a buddy of mine is like, yeah, let's do the 125. See how we do. So <laughs> let's see how we do. Wait, you guys run the whole thing <laughs> together? Or just... uh, he's faster than I am, so I'll probably see him at the start and then hopefully <laughs> okay. at the finish line. It's hard to comprehend. <laughs> you just keep running. Yeah. And you know what's, what's lovely about ultras is that it's basically it's a run between meals. Oh yeah, you know the uh, uh, lots of fueling in between. Lots of fueling in between. So the and the rest stops are usually very well. Uh, the checkpoints are very well stocked. So I'm a particular fan of uh, maple fudge. Okay. Oh, and, the Quebec uh, one. And the Quebec one. <laughs> yeah. And it's oh. like, well, yeah, I'll, you know, and that's like way down the trail. So yeah. got to make it to the maple fudge. <laughs> is it like anything in particular you need, or is it just get the sugars? No, it's just calories. Yeah. Okay. It's just. Um, you know, everyone's kind of got their own recipe of what works for them. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I find I'm, I'm pretty good with whatever, but you want, you know, simple carbs and stuff that, uh, you know, doesn't uh, weigh you down. So, yeah. okay. I want to hear more about the, uh, the Yukon race, like the, it's all on the ridge line. Like how many people take part? Or is it... well, it's, uh, you know, Whitehorse, like Yellowknife, it's a great running town. So, uh. It's quite popular. They, they do it as relays, and so a lot of folks from town who may not have the full, mm -hmm. um, you know, fifty miles or eighty k in them, break it up and do a half, or a half of a half, okay, and uh, run it as a relay team. So some people run it in pairs, where each of them does the forty odd k, mm -hmm. and then uh, some of them break it up and you know do it in twenties as a team of four. And then there's the, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, crazy the room basically divides into those who are on the relay teams and then yeah. a small bunch of people in the corner who are crazy enough to run it on the stretch. <laughs> so what, what's it like to finish that? Like, how do you feel at the end? Well, I, I didn't finish that, so that's why I'm going oh. back. <laughs> it finished me because of the, uh, because the, the heat and the smoke. So I'm hoping this year is uh, as much more Okay, successful. you need that redemption? Yeah, I, I do need that redemption. It, uh, you know, I was at the finish line and uh, watching some of the people come in and they really push themselves on that run. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I talked to some other people that year and they had a tough time w with the race and, and the fact they didn't finish. 
they've trained a long time and to be beat by the elements is rough well it's part of and, the game right and I, and I believe there were some issues with hydration on that too in one particular point yeah I, I think it was uh, about 30 odd K in they, uh, they ran out of water and, yeah, yeah. So it, and I heard I heard that it, people were dumping their water at the bottom of the mountain, so they had less weight to carry up to the top. And which is never a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, running ultras, you should always count on something going wrong and yeah. being able to you know be self sufficient between, not just between checkpoints, but with a little extra just in case. Yeah, as you know, you're usually carrying a pack, and uh, you know the folks who uh, are running really serious races have to do it all self-contained these days yeah which is just a whole next level wow. you know carry a life straw and suck out of streams <laughs> <laughs> wow do you, do you um is, is the reckless raven the draw to whitehorse or is there other races that you were involved there do you go there for work i go there something? for work and uh you know i love the uh the valley and the trails and the fact you can get up on the ridges the, the city itself has several hundred kilometers of trail around it and uh you know it's a lot easier to build trail in uh, in a river valley than it is on our rocks but uh, mm. it's one of their great amenities and it's it's all mixed you know walking biking and uh, running so it's a great place to get out and yeah. enjoy how did you get into ultra running or when was your first ultra race well it was going back uh i think it's four years now um a few of the runners here uh decided that uh, I needed to up my game. And they're like, hey, so we're, we're going to do this race in Quebec. And uh, you know, why don't you come out with us? We'll rent a, rent a chalet and make a good time of it. And uh, you know, I'll run. I'm like, you guys are crazy. They're like, yeah. <laughs> you know, why don't you try it? You might like it. And sure enough, it took. Like, I've never been fast, but I've always been able to really... You know, just kind of settle into a rhythm and uh, you know get up on the hills and uh, enjoy the uh, enjoy the view. And that's really the best part of ultra. It's you're on yeah. the trails, and, you know, away from the maddening crowds. Endurance running is more of a a long term game, not a speed game. Very much so. Yeah. I guess yeah, important to know your own pace and know your body when you're hurt or have to back out or exactly and and being able to just kind of settle in and uh, you know realize that you know it's. It's not going to get better. It's not going to get worse. You just get it right dialed in to where you need it, and uh, it, and, it, and it's, you know, I wouldn't say comfortable, but you know you, you 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 figure out your rhythms. Yeah. So you've been running most of your life, or is it? Yeah, I'd say uh, you know I was when I had young kids. It was you know five k when I could have a you know a few minutes, but uh, really a lot of my running is come as sort of a compliment to my desk job or in high, high travel career where I'm spending a lot of time on the road and being able to travel with a pair of shoes and get out and see the places that I'm going is fantastic. So uh, whether I'm in a big city or a small village somewhere, there's always, place to, always a place to run. You're, I'm not a Strava creep here. I'm not, <laughs> but, but your Strava feed is fascinating at times where you can be in one city doing a very long run and then the next day you're in another city and then the next day you're in another city yeah, it, in uh, three different provinces. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, in the time before that was pretty routine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and getting out and getting to see, you know, the best parts of 
some of the best runs in the best cities in North America. It's been a real draw. Yeah. Do you, uh, when, when you go to a new city running, do you just go without a plan, see where you end up? Well, you know, usually, and speaking of Strava, I pull up Strava and, you know, check out the heat maps and uh, see what, uh, you know, kind of what's out there. And then, of course, some of the cities, you know, Vancouver, San Francisco, New York, Montreal, whatever, have curated runs. Okay. Where it's, uh, you know, if you're going to do one run, this is epic. It'll get you all the, you know, all the scenic points. It's uh, really quite lovely. Nice. What would you say is Yellowknife's curated run? <laughs> in the world I, of Larry. Oh, in the world of Larry, I think that, uh, you know, our best features are the lake, of course. So whether you're running school draw tin can, which is nice, you got to watch the dogs. Um, I really enjoy the ski club in the ravine. And of course, getting out, uh, you know, the, the Daycho loop, um, out past the airport. And there's that lovely trail that, uh, kind of just rolls along Daycho Boulevard. That is that such a hidden re- gem, isn't it? I really it? enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been so opposed to that, mm-hmm. uh, feeling like, oh, I'm just going to run on the flat road. And last year, I, I put on my own event, and it was one of the, it was the scavenger hunt mm-hmm. event. And one of the things was to go run on that trail, and I'd yeah. never done it. Okay. And we, we, I went out there with my wife, and it was amazing. It yeah, was it's, such it's a, a nice it's a little spot. Run. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. so deceptive. When you look at it from the road, you think, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Look how up and down it is, but it's not. Yeah, it's lovely. It's got what a are the nice little roll. Like out there in the summer, though? Well, I suppose they could be bad. They weren't bad when we were yeah, there. I mean, the trick with bugs is not to stop. Oh, <laughs> Well, that's the only downside. The ski club. Love running there, but in the fall. Yes, in the fall. Well, it's too, it's too wet in the spring. And then, of course, the other kind of classic Illinois run for me is... Out Ingram Trail, past the old John Mine site, down to the river, and uh, yeah. you know if you feel like it, you can jump in the river and then uh, you know slosh your way home, <laughs> or uh, you know it's it's a nice twenty odd k run from yeah. Old Town, so it's uh, it's a nice it's a nice hat. There's some people doing uh, running to Madeline tomorrow. Oh, nice. A little bit yeah. hairy when it comes to the well, mine this, traffic. Yeah, but. this time of year, it's, you know, without the snow clearance, I find, uh, you know, as a dedicated winter cyclist, that uh, it's just not enough ro- room on the roads for everybody when yeah. the snow's all piled up. Yeah, it can be tricky, that's for sure. Definitely. So, uh, how do you find running in the winter? Do you have, like, a cutoff temperature? Uh, minus 30, yeah. Okay. Any, any, anything below minus 30 is less fun. Um, various parts freeze and... Uh, I used to get a lot of, before I got smart, and actually had a cutoff, I would run pretty religiously. And I found that I always had sinusitis, you know, because just the cold would inflame your mm-hmm. uh, sinuses, and, uh, you know, I always have a bit of a sniffle. So then I got wise, and minus 30, and below is riding on the bike inside. Yeah. Um, you know, anything above minus 30, the, mid, the mid-20s are wonderful. You know, especially for guys like me who, you know, are a little bigger and run a little hotter, it's uh, it's very yeah, comfortable. Keeps you cool down. Mm-hmm, exactly. You're a, a Zwift guy too, right? Definitely. Yeah. It's uh, it's a great. Uh, it's, you know, it's, again for the same reasons, it gives you a uh, a bit of perspective and a bit of uh, competition when you need it. Yeah. So you're you're social in the biking for sure. Definitely. Because yeah. you're competing against mm-hmm. people in Zwift. Um, do you want to tell people what Zwift is? I don't yeah, know. so Zwift is an online platform for uh, either running or cycling. 
Um, you can get a foot pod that works oh. for running. And uh, so if you're running a treadmill on a track somewhere, you can uh, you know, basically get this virtual world on your phone. Yeah. Or what I use it for is stationary bikes. So you throw, uh, you know, I throw one of my bikes on a trainer that's connected to Bluetooth and uh, it beams you into a virtual world, some of which are real cities. So you know, New York, London, Paris, um, Richmond, Innsbruck, some of the classic you know, bike races uh, venues for the world are all there. And then they've got this big imaginary world called Watopia yeah. <laughs> that uh, has all sorts of epic cycling adventures in it. Okay. <laughs> and what makes it cool is that you know, you're, you're basically riding in a virtual video game. You've got your bicycle avatar on the screen, but you're riding with people, often hundreds of people from around the world. Oh, and it cool. has a chat function. Oh, nice. And so people will, you know, basically, you know, chat, hey, you know, blah, 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 or um, you get kudos, so people ride by and give you a thumbs up. <laughs> oh, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Then, of course, you know, you always fall into pace with a group, and, uh, you know, then you... So it's a virtual peloton. <laughs> and they, uh, it definitely, it has that feature where if you're in with a group, you actually can ride point or ride in the peloton and oh. get a little bit of a pull. You can get a draft going. You, you absolutely can get oh, a little wow. bit of a draft going. The algorithm works that way. Yeah. But then, of course, they have sprints. And so you get a sprint coming up, and then it's all timed. And uh, you see how you stack up against the rest of the field that day. So it's kind of fun. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. On a real bike, I was drafting somebody, and they said that I was basically pulling them along. It feels that way. Going uphill. Yeah, they, absolutely. They, that was Greg. Oh, I was, yeah. <laughs> they said it was so great riding behind me because I was drafting. <laughs> never experienced this. So, yeah, no, drafting is awesome. Yeah. But so Zwift is a very, very social world. But in, in terms of running, do you run with the people here in Yellowknife? I tend to be, because I'm usually just tuned into my own space. Um, I tend to be a fairly solitary runner. I think the, you know, the 5, 6 a.m. kind of. Yeah, you don't get a lot of call well. for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the platforms, you know, Strava, etc. You feel connected because you see who else is running. That's that the great thing about you it. Get a little comment or a little whatever, and yeah. it, it's great. Yeah, and, a bit of encouragement, and you get yeah. to cheer each other on. And then when you, you know, come across people you don't necessarily see in real life, um, you know, the fact that you've run the same Strava segments a few times, uh, it's, it's a way of connecting and saying, hey, yeah, good job on that. Yeah, and, it's a great platform. So on Strava. Uh, mm -hmm. What's your favorite, kudos or comments? Do you like it when people comment on your runs? You know, what, I, what I actually love most about Strava are photos. I, oh. love, I love the fact that people That's a good post um, little photos of their runs and, uh, or skis or bikes or wherever it is they're yeah. doing. Mm -hmm. And you just get a little glimpse into something that they thought was particularly cool that day. You know, yeah. It made them stop and pull out their phone and take a shot and that's that's fun on a, on a scale of one to totally bored mm. how sick of uh, my photos are you getting treadmill <laughs> sweaty cam and yeah. whatever he's watching on Netflix for the last five or six hundred kilometers right <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to be running outside more often yeah no it's uh, it's, it's time I mean as soon as March rolls around it's like you know get those happy feet yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> Do you have like a dream race that you're hoping to get to at some point, or like is there oh, a, yeah, a want, destination you have to do the uh, the uh, um, the Mont Blanc Ultra? Oh, yeah. was that MTB? UTMB? UTMB. UTMB. Yeah. That's a big one for Ultra a lot of people. Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc. 
that. It's uh, you've you've got to get qualifying points by running other ultras. Okay, so, so they've got to stack up anyone in. You've got to stack up enough points, and of course, if you're elite, you know, if you're running fast and far <laughs> and uh, winning races then you're guaranteed entry. If you're a punter like me, then you've got to get enough points and then it's lottery. Okay. So, uh, what's, what's the appeal of this? Uh, well, just... basi- basically you run the top of the Alps. So you finish, uh, I think you start in uh, France, then you run through parts of Switzerland, and then you come back and finish in France. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of fun. I bet. Mm-hmm. There's probably a difference with the elevation too. Well, it's it's an epic alpine run, so you've got uh, you know rolling valleys and then ridgelines, and there's there's some fairly exposed, um, you know, running on cliff edges and then dropping down into valleys and running through all these old you know European towns. It's, so it's, really cool. it's it's really quite lovely. Have you done that one on Swift? I've done that one in my head many times. Can you imagine the treadmill on Zwift? Yeah, I set the treadmill to just 40 to go, right? But that, that would be definitely one of the races I'd like to do. I'm also running for the first time this year. I had hoped to do it last year, but everything got carried over. The uh, uh, Whistler uh, Peaks. Um, it's one of the uh, Gary Robbins Coast mm, Trail. Yeah series and uh, that'll, that's September and basically you run through lovely Whistler up on the high ridges and come back around. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine you're going through the valley where the gondola goes from one side to the other. I actually don't know the route. Oh um, my god does that ever look scary. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I was just thinking how awful it would be to have to walk up that mountain. <laughs> and you pay money to do that you pay money to do that exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it's called whistler alpine meadows is the uh, is the race and uh yeah it's scary Robbins, eh? yeah he puts on who a, is he a, or I... he's a serious ultra guy he's based in bc he puts on uh i think he, this year he because they couldn't run any of their regular races they put on all these scavenger hunts. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the summer and the winter scavenger hunt that I know a lot of folks here did. Yeah. Which uh, which was kind of a nice, fresh way of keeping people entertained. Oh yeah, it was yeah. a really, really great idea. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did. Do you know if there was ever an ultra here in your life? Or I don't. Well, there was the Frostbite Fifty, and oh, people run well, it. Yeah. yeah, I guess that is an ultra. That's technically it's an ultra. Yeah. You've done that one. I have not. But, no. Uh, I have not. It's. Uh, it would it was never scheduled when I could actually run it. Yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, it was always on, on, your always on the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the training would be a little low on that mm-hmm. before. And you know, I've I've got really no desire to run a winter ultra without a lot of drops, because you know, I'm a big guy. I generate a lot of moisture, generate a lot of heat. Yeah. And so just the whole moisture management on that kind of a run would be a real challenge. You know, I look at the guys who run the uh, the Yukon Quest Ultras, and, you know, I'm, I'm in this for fun, not to lose parts. <laughs> well, that's a dangerous one. Like, every year yeah. you always hear an article or see an article that someone's mm-hmm. either frostbite or lost exactly. a toe. Exactly, and, and serious stuff. Yeah. It, yeah, you need to be prepared. You need to know the conditions. Absolutely. Know when to back out, when to keep going. Yeah, winter running is, as we all know, no joke, right? Yeah. There's yeah. Uh, you know, lots of reasons to you know, play safe. Yeah. 
I um, uh, I've seen I'm part of a group mm. out of Ontario, just online. I've never been to Waterloo before. But there's mm. the running rare bits. Oh yeah. And I'm sort of in intertwined with that gang. Oh nice. And I noticed from their uh, their post that there's an awful lot of ultra races down there. My Definitely. God, does Ontario have so many ultra races? Yeah, Ontario's uh, you know just yeah. a. You, know, you get to the big populations and yeah. you find that the number of crazy people, you know, it doesn't increase in proportion to the population. I think there's probably more <laughs> yellow knifers who are on that extreme. Yeah. But you just get into, you know, 10, 20 million people and they can uh, generate some good races. Okay, you don't have to have a lot of people to make a, an ultra race you don't. Uh, exciting and successful. Yeah, in fact, but, uh, many, many ultra races, you know, you start as a pack and then you catch sight of people yeah. at <laughs> checkpoints. Yeah, very solitary sort of thing. Very much so. Um, what I was wondering was, do you wish that Yellowknife had more? I do. I think we've got a great uh, ruling. You know, the terrain up here is lovely. And uh, you know, the Ingram Trail has uh, definitely got potential that way. So uh, it'd be fun to you know, connect some stuff out and get as far as Tibet. You know, yeah. That would be... Uh, I see a few of the guys in town, uh, you know, Mike Gilday and uh, Steve Griffith Cochran do this fairly routinely. Yeah. You know, just again, on Strava, it's like, oh, it looks like a very fun run. But, uh, you know, you'd have to set it up so you've got some checkpoints and some drop stations and, uh, yeah, for sure. you know, some snacks. Yeah. It's all about the snacks. Yeah. A few more of these. Well, I've seen it a lot more recently where it's uh, timed events like it's a mm-hmm. six hour 12 hour 24 yeah, the, hour the backyard ultra style stuff yeah. which is uh, which is a great way to do it oh did you do the backyard I did I did, yeah, you I, did. did. I uh, how far did you go uh, you know I'm over over 40 I uh, 40 laps or 40 kilometers 40 kilometers okay <laughs> yeah. just to clarify Cause, cause I, cause <laughs> I, found, I found that with that race it, it, uh, because it was the time corral thing yeah that uh, you know, you do your lap, you come mm-hmm. back, you know, hang out in your entrance, uh, and, just, and then just on the top on. of the hour, go out again. Yeah. And within one minute. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that format was uh, was very challenging. I found. Yeah. Um, just because it would it would break things up so much, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know settling in for a nice long sustained run. Can't get in that nice rhythm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's an event going on this weekend where you run four miles every yes. four hours mm-hmm. for forty eight hours. Yeah, it's a it's a Dave Goggins one. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah. I was uh, on Twitter this morning, and a few of my running pals are posting their laps, and it's like, you know, I'm all about again long sustained runs. Yeah. The idea of getting up in the middle of the night to go running, it's like, yeah, I'd rather you know stay up all night and run as opposed to you know, breaking it up that way. But again, you know, there's different styles and, uh, you know, it's like anything else. You know, you master a discipline, then you mix it up to make it a little interesting. And it's kind of nice when you got a nice long trail, you get to see mm-hmm. new sights on the way. Absolutely. Keeps the mind more active. Definitely. It's easier you, to manage. You've also got it mapped out in your head. Yeah. And uh, it's like when I get to this point that I'm, you know, I'm going to see this and it's going to be epic it's going to be awesome there'll be maple fudge yeah. <laughs> you can have as much maple fudge in your start line absolutely <laughs> and it's your house totally <laughs> do, you have, do you have any like advice or tips for anyone who's looking to get into ultra running yeah or start to start start general? with realistic goals and uh you know i was for years just a half marathoner 
you know, I run a half marathon, go out for lunch after, feel great. Um, being able to push beyond that, and I kind of in my head still just break every ultra into well, it's only so many half marathons, and half marathons, <laughs> yeah. are, and half marathons are you know nice bite-sized chunks. Yeah. So uh, you know, get comfortable comfortable at that distance, because you know the next half marathon's a little bit harder, mm-hmm. and then you just start adding more half marathons onto a race. <laughs> And uh, it, it becomes, it, at least in my head, it becomes manageable. You know, you get halfway first, get halfway first. When, so, when I'm mm-hmm. doing a race, I usually break it up into kilometers. So I can't imagine <laughs> trying to break it up into a 21 kilometers. Yeah, it's, you know, it's one half marathon. I split mine into thirds because I, when mm-hmm. I split it into halves, when you say a half, I'm half done. That means I have, uh, I have to do all of that again. Mm-hmm. If I split it into thirds... And I'm pleasantly surprised when I get the two-third mark, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I got one-third to go. The first two-thirds were okay. That's been my theory all along. Yeah, well, it's a great theory. And when you start throwing in the elevation, then you get into... Oh, boy. Then you get into, okay, well, I've done this ridge, so two more ridges to go. Yeah. And you, you live for the... Uh, not so much the straight downhills, because it's fairly challenging, but, you know, the, the run out at the bottom. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I've, it's that behind me, and now I've got this nice little bit of run out before the next one. And that, uh, yeah, again, it's all the psychology of breaking up things into bite-sized chunks. Do you find when you're at these races <coughs> that all these crazy people decide to do this amount of distance, is there like similarities, or are they just all different walks of life? Well, it's definitely people come from different walks of life, but you know, sharing that just passion for clearly being on the trails brings a certain kind of person out who likes to be outdoors and is comfortable outdoors and that's uh, you know that's kind of an obvious connection and then uh, yeah just the idea of you know getting out and seeing how far you can go it uh, it, it tends to be a certain personality type for sure so how far can Larry and his go? Where is the I, end? I, I don't know. Yet. I don't know yet. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see if one twenty-five is realistic or not. It's That's interesting because you're like a five k guy when you had your kids, mm-hmm. and then you're a half marathon guy, marathon guy. Then you're a sixty k guy. Now you're one twenty-five. And we'll see. Right? Multiple days. Uh, <laughs> you know, doing a raid, doing a a multi-sport, um, long distance, multi-day run would be a lot of fun sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got some ideas for you. All right. Not necessarily here in Yellowknife, but I do know of one. This could be fun, you know. And, and again, these are these are long term goals. Yeah. And you know, for me at this point in my life, it's uh, really you know how long can I run, and uh, you know that uh, you know and all all the benefits you get from uh, getting older, aging while you run. You know, I look at my peers who don't run, and it's like. It probably added a few years to my life just by doing this stuff, and that uh, that makes a difference. That's crazy. And, and I have to imagine mm. it adds some quality to the to your life too. Oh, very you. much so. Yeah, very much so. You have a stressful job, and for the most part, and it yeah. must take away some of that stress when you're out there pounding the pavement. Well, it it takes you into a zone where you know everything kind of fits into a perspective. 
and it's yeah it's that sense of perspective that yeah things get hard but you know you do them long enough and they get a little bit easier so in this small community of Yellowknife mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the world, what's your favorite part of the, the running community as a whole? Oh, the fact that it's, uh, you know, so inclusive and, you know, all shapes and sizes, you know, colors and backgrounds. It, uh, it's a very diverse community, which is probably why I like it as much as I do, is that you always meet someone who's running for the first time and they're part of the club. Yeah, or, you know, you've got the people who are, you know, so next level that, uh, you know, they're, we're, we're lucky to have them in our community. We, just we consider them. you that next level. <laughs> <laughs> but those, uh, you know, those next level people who, you know, give you the inspiration and are super friendly about, you know, how they train and what they do. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very inclusive, supportive community. Yeah. And it's kind of cool how everybody knows each other, too. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're interested in that next level, it's, a, it's obtainable. Absolutely. Uh, because you just say, hey, Larry, I want to run 125 kilometers. Teach me the way. <laughs> <laughs> or teach you my way. And, you, know, you can uh, learn lots of other ways, too. Yeah. Which is, which is again, part of the diversity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there, like, one race or one uh, run that you've had that felt like your biggest accomplishment or that you, you felt just amazing afterwards that, that you have that race on your trophy shelf as I achieve that? Uh, pro- I, I don't think so. Not yet. Not yet? Well, not yet. It's... Uh, maybe this year's Raven. Well, well it, maybe this year's Raven when I, when I finish the Raven, and uh, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's, lots, there's lots of runs, and they all have their own kind of sparkle to them. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that, you know, when I do one of those destination runs that I have in my mind that I'd love to do that, uh, yeah, maybe it'll have that sparkle. Actually, you know, as we're, as we're talking, um, I woke up one morning in San Francisco and uh, decided I was going to do a, uh, a full loop of the... Uh, the what do they call it? I guess it's the shoreline down to the Presidio, and then up there's a wooded area beyond the behind the Presidio, and then across the Golden Gate, and over to uh, Marin County, and then back through. Okay. So I forget what the distance was. It might have been thirty-five k or so by the time I wrapped it up. But it was just one of those days where everything was perfect and it you just could run crazy. forever. And the weather was perfect. It was fall. It was gorgeous. And anyway, it's when I think of those moments where you're actually transported, that was one of those moments. Yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Welcome to the bonus round, Larry. Let's do it. We're going to ask you ten rapid fire questions. Uh, try to answer them as quick as you can. And we'll see if you get stumped or if we get stumped on a question. Super fun. Let's go. All right. Uh, with or without music? Oh, with. Uh, Favorite tech for running with? Oh, my Garmin, by far. Your favorite distance to run? You know, seven and a half. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shoe, what type of shoes? Uh, Solomon's. Um, Right now, it's uh, one of their spiky trail shoes, Snowcross, I think they call it. But I love their, uh, I love their line. Run in several of them. Okay. A favorite uh, time of day to run? 
Um, dawn, whatever dawn is. <laughs> well, that could be any time of day. Exactly. Uh, other than San Francisco, which we now know, favorite city to run in? Oh, Montreal. Okay. Your post-race meal or reward? Uh, beer. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I'm got stumped. <laughs> I got We'll go with the old uh, favorite type of vehicle. Oh, vehicle. <laughs> Land cruiser, of course. <laughs> uh, your, your fastest 5K? Uh, fastest 5K, 23. Nice. I think that's the last question. That's it? Oh, that's it. That's, that's 10. 10. Perfect. All right. We'll All right. just see if you got I lost. <laughs> <laughs> Larry won. Larry gets all the points. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks for coming. And hey, thanks, we appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. This is super fun. Yeah. So, who's next? <laughs> well, uh, not too sure yet, but we would like mm-hmm. to follow up with you if uh, after the Raven, maybe, oh, if yeah, you're interested. I'd love to, yeah. Great. Yeah, right. it's usually Canada, it's Canada weekend is when they do it. Canada first weekend. Okay, we'll put and you in the calendar. Hopefully, we'll. Uh, Oh, I got a warm-up race for you. Oh, what's that? June 26th, mm-hmm. 6, 12, or 24 hours in Yellowknife. <laughs> okay. Around a track or free bird option. I think I'll take the free bird. <laughs> for 6, 12, or 24. Ooh, <laughs> see how we feel. Okay. Thanks, Larry. It's all about the tapering, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah.